Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fat Pussy Oracle Podcast. I am your host, April, also known as the Fat Pussy Oracle. Today I'm going to discuss a message that I actually, it actually uh, was given to me many, many, many moons ago because the situation occurred many, many moons ago. But this is the first time I think I have discussed it with others, I believe, maybe a couple of others, but anyway, so I once had a, a beta fish and I named, I don't know the gender of the fish. I have no idea, but I decided to call the fish Earl Henry Jones. Don't ask me why I named a little tiny beta fish a big ass name. <laughs> Gave it a whole last name that's not mine, but, <laughs> but for some reason I was like, Hmm. This little fish looks like it should be named Earl Henry Jones. So that was its name. And if you ever had, if you're not familiar with the beta fish, I don't think all come this way, but this one came to me. I think it was a gift actually, but it came with a plant on top of the, like the vase slash, it was, yeah, the vase slash bowl for the fish essentially. And even after the plant was annoying to me, I still kept the beta fish and actually the fish lived like five to six years. Earl lived a long time. And so whenever Earl's, and because it was just in a bowl, there was no filter to kind of keep it fresh. I would have to periodically remove him physically out of his bowl into another little container that was filled with fresh water and pour out the old murky water and then put Earl back into a nice, fresh, clean environment with fresh, clean water. So if I got busy with whatever I was doing work and the water got kind of murky, I would never, of course, want Earl to be in that murky, nasty water long because it's not healthy. It's not healthy to swim consistently in your own shit. That's not cool. I mean, would you want to like, you know, swim around in your own poop? No, no one would like that. So whenever I would go to get Earl out, and I mind you, had this fish for years. So we would do this song and dance, you know, approximately like every, once a month, every six weeks or so. Every time Earl would fight me, Earl would be swimming around, swimming around like, no, don't get me. Don't leave me alone. Leave me alone. And like, I'm like, dude, like you are literally breathing in, you know, you're taking in your oxygen, oxygen from this water that is full of shit. You should be happy to be getting clean. You should be happy to want me to move you out of a shitty environment put you in a little transition environment just to bring you back to something nice, new and clean or nice, fresh and clean. Not really new, but fresh and clean. And he was just like, nah, leave me the fuck alone. And so of course it's a fish. So it's not going to have the, <laughs> the critical thinking skills to understand that they are experiencing discomfort in order to have something better, something healthier, something fresher, something nice and clean. 
right? Earl didn't get that. However, Earl had to just endure it every time. And Earl got over it, clearly. Because, like I said, Earl lives like five to six years. I'm not sure of the lifespan of a beta fish when it's outside of its natural habitat. But, I don't know, it seemed like a decent amount of time for a little beta fish. But anyway, the message in that, to me, is pretty evident if you hadn't gotten it already. But we won't break it down anyway. In life, we enter into relationships, right? Most new relationships, and not necessarily have to be romantic, can be friendships, can be a friendship relationship, can be a work relationship. Typically, when you start a new relationship with a person or a group of persons, it's always very nice and pleasant. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's new. It's exciting. It has its own new car smell. But sometimes, over time, when you get to know these people or know that person, you may start to feel uncomfortable because their past issues and your past issues are starting to present themselves and start to show themselves in the relationship. And it starts to feel a little murky with that person or persons. And then the next thing you know, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of uncomfortableness. There's a lot of awkwardness between you and this person or persons. And then you have a choice that you have to make when you're in that murky part of the relationship. Are you going to just continue on with the shit? Are you going to continue on with the murkiness and the uncomfortable behavior? Or are you going to address it and say, I do not like how I'm being treated in this situation. I do not like. When you speak to me this way, I do not like when you speak of me in this way to others. I do not like how you text me in this way. I do not like when you don't reply for days or weeks. I do not like when we make plans and you don't show up. And then when I say, ask you about why you didn't show up, you respond to me as if I've lost my mind. So you have to consider what you want to do at that point. When you address the situation. Or if you decide to address the situation. Because addressing the situation head on. 
it's either going to make things better in the relationship and allow there to be true discussion about what's going on and there be clarity and there be understanding and there be a shift in the relationship so that the murkiness can break and so that there can be a renewed energy in the relationship so that the energy is fresh and clean between you and this person or persons so that you all can once again can continue in a way that is healthy and that is helpful and in a way that has everyone feeling good in the situation or you can continue on in the murkiness and continue to allow yourself to be belittled, mistreated, abused. You can continue in that as well. You can continue in the murkiness of that. I understand why people will continue in the murkiness because you get used to it. Even though the idea of swimming in shitty water sounds gross, but for a lot of people, swimming in shitty water is comfortable to them. Swimming in shitty water for some people is what they're used to, is what they experienced when they were growing up. So when a relationship it may have been fresh and clean, but it starts to turn very murky. Some people don't have the skill set to clean up the murkiness. And they don't feel like they're strong enough to clean up the murkiness. However, and I understand because cleaning up the murkiness, just like what Mr. Earl Henry Jones, cleaning up the murkiness is not comfortable. Addressing the way someone is treating you or mistreating you head on is not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to raise your hand and say, I do not like how I'm being treated. This needs to stop and have honest discussion about it and have there be a true resolution and a true resolve and a true clearing of the murkiness because there is always a chance that the person or persons that you address and say, hey, I don't like how I'm being treated, there's very much the chance that person or persons will be like, I don't care, or they will flip the script and make it seem like it's your fault, that you're crazy, that you're imagining the shitty water. And you're never imagining the shitty water. The shitty water is there. It's just that those people themselves don't have the skill set to correct their behavior they don't have the skill set or the intelligence to see that they are shitting in the water of your relationship. They don't see that because they don't have the ability to see it. But if you have the ability to see that you're in a shitty situation and the person that a person is with whom you are dealing don't see it or unwilling to see it, then you have to ask yourself, why are you allowing yourself to continue on in a situation with people who don't have enough sense to clean up their own shit? Why would you want to be with people or be in relationship with people who don't know how to wipe their own ass?
it's one thing, you know, if you're incapable of wiping your own ass, but if people are just refusing to, that's a whole nother thing. Why would you want to be with people who refuse to see their own shittiness? Why would you want to continue on in friendships or relationships with people who get offended because you are acknowledging the wrong or the harm that they're doing to you? It's very interesting sometimes when you tell someone how they are mistreating you and they get upset at the audacity of you to critique how they are treating you. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that? I always say that's so wild. <laughs> people do it all the time. But then when that happens, the ball's back in your court as to what to do. And I feel like those are opportunities for you to say, you know what? You may not see the shitty way that you're treating me, and that's fine. That's on you. It's not my job to make you see what I see. But it is my job to love myself. It is my job to love myself enough to say, I will no longer tolerate swimming in shitty water. And this is where I leave you. And that's okay. A lot of us feel like it's wrong to choose ourselves over a shitty relationship. And it's never wrong to choose peace. It's never wrong to choose loving yourself above the shitty behavior of others. It is never not of God to choose peace. If you are in an environment or in a situation or relationship that is disrupting your peace, if you are unable to have peace within because of how people are treating you, people who you consider your friends or your lover or your husband or your wife or your life partner, if the behavior of the, or family relationships, if the behavior of those people who you feel should love you the most is actually causing you a lot of harm, then you have to consider what boundaries you need to enact in order to love yourself enough to not continue to allow yourself to be harmed in these relationships. Family relationships are great. It's a beautiful thing, but sometimes family relationships can cause you a lot of harm. Friendships are great. They're beautiful. I'm grateful for the friendships in my life, but however, there are friendships that can cause you a lot of harm. Romantic relationships, marriages are a beautiful thing, but they can cause you a lot of harm. If you are dealing with people in those situations who are unable or are unwilling to treat you with love and compassion and grace and mercy, at some point you have to set a boundary of love for yourself. At some point you have to understand that loving yourself and choosing to be in healthy relationships is not a selfish thing. It's not a wrong thing. My parents divorced when I was young and I'm so glad they divorced. I'm so grateful that my parents divorced. I'm grateful that my parents divorced because it taught me that it's better for two people to be apart 
and be at peace than to be together and be in constant chaos. I'm grateful because it afforded me a childhood of peace. I didn't grow up in a home where there was a lot of chaos and confusion. Whether I was with my dad or with my mom, I spent more time. My mom was a custodial parent, so I spent most time with her, but I also spent a lot of time with my dad. He was very active in my life, very present in my life. And I experienced them both differently, but above all, I didn't experience, I did not experience chaos with them. I don't know what it's like to grow up in a home where there's a lot of arguing all the time. I don't know what it's like to grow up in a home where there's a lot of chaos all the time. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. But because it taught me that if, if I'm in relationships with people and there is a lot of chaos and confusion and arguing, I don't tolerate it well. I don't deal with it. I don't have a tolerance for that. I have very low tolerance for combative people. I have very low tolerance for argumentative people. I have very low tolerance for people who constantly want to spew negative talk. I have very low tolerance for that because that is not my comfort zone. It's not. And I'm grateful for that. So like my fish, Earl Henry Jones, I imagine he's somewhere swimming in ethereal, I guess. (laughs) But like my Earl Henry Jones, if you are in a situation where you are swimming in shitty water, You have to ask yourself, what are you going to do to clean up the water? Are you going to confront it head on? And hopefully you can come to resolve. And if you can't, are you going to walk away so you can live in peace and create a life for yourself that is peaceful, that is cleaner, that is non-shitty? Or are you going to just stay in the shit? Are you going to continue to swim in shitty, decrepit water? Because swimming in shitty water eventually will kill you. It will suck the life out of you because eventually the shit will consume the oxygen and you won't be able to breathe. And if that's the life you want for yourself, then that's your choice. Your life is a free will situation. You can have a clean, beautiful life, but you can also have a shitty one too. It's your choice. All right. That's the message for today. I love you and enjoy your life.